Pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. chapter 37, that's where we're going to start at this point. <coughs> Hallelujah. Like I said, I'm thankful that I'm getting better. Halfway through my second round of antibiotics. First round didn't do anything. Hallelujah. But God is good today. Praise God. We serve a living God. We have a high priest. The word of God says that can be touched by the feeling of in other words, he knows what you're going through. He's walked the road that you've walked and he knows how to handle it and do it. Praise God. If you got your Bibles open to Ezekiel chapter 37, we're going to read just a few verses here. We'll talk a little bit about dead things today. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 4 says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And dropping down to verse 7 says, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise, and behold a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Sound of dry bones rattle. real popular song. I ain't gonna sing it. Might. Hallelujah. So God sets the prophet Ezekiel down in the middle of a valley uh, of dry bones and the dry bones represented the house of Israel at that time. And the reason that he set him down in the middle of that valley was so that he could prophesy life. 
hears the voice of God and speaks life to a valley full of dead bones. And there was so much power and authority in his voice that everything dead in the valley came back to life. You and I are sent forth for the same purpose. God has called you. God has called me. God's called each one of us to go forth and to begin to prophesy life. Just like Ezekiel prophesied in that valley of dry bones, I prophesy life to you today. The thing that's dead will live again. I prophesy life today. Yes. To dead relationships. Dead marriages. Dead dreams. Dead visions. Dead prophetic words. Dead finances. We command them to live today. To live. To live. Prophesy life to dead churches. To to dead ministries, to dead businesses. Everything in your life that's been illegally crucified or died of premature death can live again. I prophesy life today. I prophesy life in the place of death. I prophesy light in the place of darkness. Joy in the place of sorrow. Abundance in the place of lack. Health in the place of sickness. Rain in a place of drought. Those dead things will live again. Prophesy life. You might be thinking, Brother Daryl, there ain't no way this thing in my life is going to live. Ain't no way it could ever live again. Been dead so long, we've been dead so long, all over. Maybe there is something in your life that's been dead, dead a long time. Maybe you've given up all hope of there ever being a resurrection. But God's word to you today is there's nothing so dead that God cannot bring it back to life. There's nothing God can't do. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Genesis chapter 18 verse 14 says, is anything too hard for the Lord? Ezekiel was there in that valley of dry bones. And there in chapter 37, the bones in the valley have been there for a long time. House of Israel had been dead for hundreds of years, basically. They weren't just dead, they were very dead. They weren't just dry. Word of God says they were very dry. The bones were very dry. Ezekiel 37, 2. And it caused me to pass them round about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. They were so dead, they were so dry that when God asked Ezekiel, Son, son of man, can these bones live again? Ezekiel's like, I'm not even going to try to answer this question, oh Lord, you know. You don't want to know the answer to that question. These things are dead, they dry. 
There's dust blowing through here. Verse 3 of Ezekiel 37 says, And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. But even though they had been dead for hundreds of years and they weren't just dry, but they were, they were very dry, when Ezekiel began to prophesy, something happened. There was a shaking in the valley when he spoke the word of the Lord over these dry bones. And there's something that begins to happen when you begin to speak the word of the Lord over the dead things in your life. There comes a shaking. There, there comes a coming together. There, uh, you know, a miracle took place. There was a noise. There was a shaking. The bones came together. Sinew came upon the bones. Flesh came upon the bones. They stood up and it became a great army. Verse 10, so I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet. An exceeding great army. Even though the bones were very dry and they were dead and have been dead for hundreds of years, whenever Ezekiel began to prophesy, it released life. Whenever he began to speak the word of the Lord over them, it released life. When we begin to speak the word of the Lord over our life and over our situations, it releases life. We have to stop speaking doubt and fear and begin to speak. This is what the word of God says. We got to find a word that we need to stand on, that we know that God is going to move and He's going to work in it. Ezekiel began to prophesy life was released, a valley of dry bones turned into a valley of life. Nothing so dead God can't bring it back. Regardless of how dead the thing is in your life, maybe you've given up all hope of ever experiencing the resurrection in your life, but I want to prophesy to you today that change is coming. Yes. I prophesy life. Yes. You know, in Genesis chapter 17, you find the, the story of, of Abraham and Sarah. Romans 4.19 says this. Abraham, being not weak in the faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Abraham and Sarah were both old. Abraham was 100, Sarah was 90. Word of God says Abraham was the same as dead and Sarah's womb was dead. In the natural, there wasn't any way that Sarah could have a baby. No way for her to conceive and give birth to a son. She was past the age of childbearing. Luke 18, 27 says, The things that are impossible with man are possible with God. God brought life back to Abraham in his old age caused Sarah's dead womb to have life again. As a result, Isaac was born in spite of their old age, just like God had promised. Name Isaac means laughter. Isaac, the son of their old age, truly brought them joy and made them laugh. And before the joy came, before they experienced laughter, 
the things that were dead in their life had to live again. What is it in your life that needs to come back to life? What is it that if it came back to life in your life would bring you joy, that would bring you laughter? Whatever it is, prophesy to you today that it'll live again. John chapter 11, uh, chapter 11 tells us about Lazarus. Lazarus had been dead four days. Human body begins to decay. After three days, it gets pretty bad. And Lazarus had already been dead four days, which meant that corruption and decay had already set in. By the time Jesus arrived at Bethany at the house of Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, the funeral had already taken place. Death watch was over. Body of Lazarus was in the grave. Martha said to Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus immediately told her, your brother will live again. She told him, Lord, I know that he'll live again in the resurrection. I know that. I know that he'll live again in the resurrection. Notice that Jesus didn't agree with her when she said her brother. was dead. You know, Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus didn't agree with her. He, he just began to, to tell her. He began to speak what was going to be. Your brother will live again. Like I said, she told him, Lord, I know he'll, 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 he'll live again in the resurrection. And Jesus looks at her and says, I'm the resurrection Jesus asked to be taken to Lazarus's tomb, and once he got there, he told them to take the stone away, and they informed him, Jesus, I don't think that you want to do that. By now, he stinks. You know, Master, he's been dead four days later. By now, he's stinking. Let me tell you this. God is not afraid of the stink in your life. tell you so that you understand it. God is not afraid of the sin, of the sickness, of the bondage that you've got in your life. He's not afraid of the mess in your life. He'll take your mess and he'll turn it into a miracle. Amen. He'll turn your setback into a comeback. He, he'll not only do it in your life, but he'll do it in the lives of those people that you love, regardless of the mess or the stink that's in their life. He'll make a miracle out of their mess. But Jesus walked up to the tomb and he spoke three words that changed everything. Lazarus, come forth. Now there was so much power in his voice that even though Lazarus had been dead for four days, it brought life into his dead body. That body that already started to decay and started to rot. It didn't matter how many days he had been dead. It didn't matter that his body had already be begun to 
to decay. At, at the command of Jesus, he came out. Lazarus came out of the grave, bound with grave clothes, and Jesus said, Loose him and let him go. John eleven forty four. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him, let him go. And everybody went nuts. Lazarus is alive. Lazarus is alive. But can you imagine it from Lazarus' point of view? Lazarus is dead. He's in heaven. He's arranging his mansion. He's been walking along and talking with Abraham and with Isaac and been playing music with David. And all of a sudden there's a knock at his mansion door. Mr. Lazarus. Yes. We don't normally do this. But Jesus wants you back. <laughs> Everybody on earth was tickled to death. I imagine Lazarus was mad for a little while. forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes his face was bound with a napkin Jesus said unto him loose him and let him go I don't care how bound you are with death Jesus speaks life to it today yes. Yes. we prophesy life yes. in, in Mark chapter 5 it tells us about how Jairus' daughter was raised from the dead you know, Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue, had a daughter that was dying. He came to Jesus, fell at his feet. We, we read here in Mark chapter 5, verse 23. Jairus besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. So Jesus went with him, but as the crowd was all around him, he stopped and he healed the woman that had the issue of blood for 12 years, you know, because she touched him and she had faith and it, it, it drew the virtue out of him. He knew that he had been touched. And his disciples are telling the Lord, everybody's touching. He said, no, somebody touched him. Somebody got what they needed. But before they could get to Jairus' house, somebody came and told Jairus, your daughter's dead, don't bother the master anymore. But Jesus wasn't afraid of death. He turned and looked at Jairus and said, just believe. Mark 5, 36, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the rule of the synagogue, unto Jairus, be not afraid, only believe. When they arrived, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and went into the house. Everybody was weeping. Everybody was throwing a fit. Everybody was crying. Jesus said unto them, the child is not dead. She's only sleeping. And everybody thought that is just ridiculous. We've been here with her and we know she's dead. And people laughed at him and scorned him. But then Mark 5, 38 and 39 says, He cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult. 
and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he said unto them, Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. Jesus took the girl's father and the mother, and they went in the room where the dead girl was lying, and he took her by the hand and commanded her to get up. What she did? She got up. Jesus spoke to the girl that was dead. He prophesied life to her. And what happened? Death had to go. Death had to flee. Once again, we find there's life. Drove back death when Jesus prophesied to that that was dead. We got to speak life to the things that are dead in our lives. 2 Kings chapter 4 talks about how Elisha raised the Shunammite's woman. You know, a wealthy woman had built a room onto her house and furnished it for Elisha so that whenever he w went through the area that he would come and he would stay there and he'd have a place to sleep and she'd cook for him and she'd prepare things for him and, and she would take care of the prophet. So Elisha one day prophesies to her and tells her in spite of the fact that you're old and that your husband's old, you're going to have a son within a year. And just like Elisha prophesied within a year, she had a son, 2 Kings 4, 16 and 17. And he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace the son. And she said, nay, my Lord, thou man of God, don't lie to thy handmaid. The woman conceived, bear a son in that season. And Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. <coughs> so here she is. She hasn't asked for a son. She hadn't asked for anything. But Elisha tells her, look, you're, you're going to have a son. And she tells him, you know, don't lie to me. Don't lie to your handmaid. Don't lie to your servant. Oh, it's going to happen. And so it did. But a few years later, the boy got ill while he was working in the fields with his father, and he died. And the woman knew where to go. She went back to the prophet. Told him what had, what had, had done. She, she knew who prophesied the birth and who could raise him from the dead. She went to find the prophet Elijah. She informed Elijah, I didn't ask for a son. You told me I was going to have a son. Now he's died. Do something about it. She knew that the prophet could speak life because he had spoken life before for her to be able to have the son in the first place. So Elisha sent his servant Gehazi to go to the child and put his staff on the boy's face and the servant went and nothing happened. So Elisha finally arrived. He got there to where the dead boy was. He shut the door. He prayed and he stretched himself out on the boy's body and God restored him back to life. The woman's faith caused her dead child to come back to life. If you can believe like the Shunammite woman, the dead things in your life can come back to life. Genesis 18, 14, is anything too hard for God? I want to tell you something that you may not realize. Listen really close to it. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. If the devil is talking to you, I can almost guarantee that he's telling you a lie. 
You know, no matter what the devil is telling you, he's a liar. He might be saying things like you're too old. You missed your opportunity. You waited too long. You don't have the education that you need to do this. You're not connected to the right people. get this, what God promised you he is able to perform. Romans 4.21 being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Your current situation might be bleak but realize this, the best is yet to come. Amen. Your current situation in life does not have to stay that way. Things can change in a day. Things can change in a moment. Proverbs 27, 1, the last part of the verse says, Thou knowest not what a day might bring forth. It ain't over till God says it's over. And God said it ain't over. It's just beginning. Your best is yet to come. Everything's about to change. Your tears are going to be turned to joy. Your weeping to laughter. New life is coming in the, in the area of your life that you thought was dead. Prophesy. Your best is yet to come. Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Psalms 126, 1 through 3. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof We are glad. Did you catch that line in that verse that I just read? Then said they among the heathen. The ones that don't believe in God. The ones that don't serve God. The ones that, that don't see any good in anything. God's going to bless you so much that even the heathen are going to have to say, God's doing great things in their life. You ain't going to die, you're going to live. Because it says Psalms 118, 17, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Yes. Oh. Yes. You know, in spite of David's enemies continually trying to kill him, David made a powerful declaration, I shall not die, I'm going to live. You know, just like David's enemies tried to, to, to kill him, you might have an enemy that's tried to kill you. It might be a person. It might be a sickness. It might be a spirit. The good news is they haven't succeeded. You're still alive. Their plans didn't succeed yesterday. They're not going to succeed today. And they ain't going to succeed tomorrow either. No weapon formed against you will prosper doesn't say that weapons won't be formed. It says they won't prosper. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon that is formed against thee 
shall prosper. And every tongue that rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Isaiah 38 says it's time to cancel the funeral, Hezekiah. You know, Hezekiah was sick unto death when the prophet Isaiah walked in his room. I'm sure that whenever he saw the prophet walk in the room, he was expecting to hear something good. I remember years ago, there used to be a lot of preachers that would go around. People would flock everywhere just to hear them. I'm go see if I can hear a word from the Lord. Open up your Bible. Hear one. Stop chasing people. But anyway, he saw the 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 prophet of God walk in and he was hoping for something good from the prophet but instead the prophet says this Isaiah 38 1 in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death and Isaiah the prophet son of Amos came unto him and said unto him thus saith the Lord set your house in order you're going to die and not live he turned around and he walked out but Hezekiah didn't give up so easily. He didn't want to die. He wanted to live. So what did he do? He turned his face to the wall. And he prayed. And God heard his prayer. God sent the same prophet into the same room with the same man in the same bed. But the prophet had a new report. The prophet had a new message. Isaiah 38, 5. Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days 15 years. Hezekiah's funeral was canceled. Healing virtue flowed through his body and brought new life. That new life caused death to flee and added 15 years to his life. You know, it, it, it's necessary for me to say this. If the things that are dead in your life are things that God has killed or that God has let die, leave them alone. If it's a relationship that wasn't going nowhere, a relationship that was only bringing you pain and hurt and tears, don't try to resuscitate it. Let it go. Let God bring you a new relationship. If it's a business that's served its day, that's served its time, let it stay dead so that God can bring you a new business venture that's going to be birthed in you, one of the service generation, and bring more blessings than the last one. If it's a ministry that served this purpose, let it stay dead. Don't try to re resurrect it so God can begin afresh, a new ministry in you. One will be relevant in today's generation. If it's a door that God's closed, let it stay closed. Don't try to reopen it. Why? God's getting ready to open a bigger and a better door to you if you leave that old stuff alone. If the dead things are things that God killed or let die, let them stay dead. Don't try to keep those things in your life that God's removed no matter what they are. Let those things die in your life, in your ministry, in your family, in your finances, in your business. Let them die so that something new can be resurrected, that can be brought forth. It's time for something new and new life to spring forth in you. Why 
why should we let the things that, that God let die or, 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 or killed stay dead? Because God has something better for you. The best is yet to come. But here's the thing, the things that have been illegally crucified or died a premature death is a different story. If it's something that hadn't yet served its purpose, if it's something that God isn't through with, refuse to accept death. Begin to decree over it, you shall live again. Prophesy to it, speak to it, talk to it. Proverbs 8.21 says this, 18.21 says this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So today, prophesy life to your dead prayer life. Oh, brother, you know me now. Prophesy life to your dead worship, to your dead praise, to your dead fasting. Brother, that's all bad words. take you and propel you into the presence of God and get you to where you need to be. I prophesy life to those dead relationships, those dead dreams, those dead visions, those dead prophetic words. You know, I mentioned this quite a bit. When, when I was young, a, a teenager, I, I felt the Lord, that's going to be in ministry. And I was like, okay, God, I need, I need a word. I need something. So I was praying. He took me to the book of Daniel, and it's talking about the Lord gave him a vision. And it was true. And it was right. But its time was afar off. that time I just got to, it was true and it was right, I didn't, didn't pay attention to that, it was a far off thing, you know I'm 56 years old, I'm just now getting to that place that I got that word on when I was 16 40 years is a far off our pastors loved me enough to love me back. They loved me enough to speak life. So let me tell you this one last time. I'll close. Everything in your life that's been illegally crucified or prematurely died will live again. I prophesy life. The best is yet to come. Speak the word of God over those dead things in your life, over those things that have seemed to fall by the wayside. Let them live. Let that come forth and spring forth and bring life to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we're thankful today, Lord. For the chance, Lord God, to come, Lord God, into your presence, to come, Lord God, to your people, to share your word. Lord, we ask you, Father, that you just have your way, Lord. We just honor you today. We thank you, God, for moving. Lord, we thank you, God, that those things will live again. Father, we prophesy life. The best is yet to come. In Jesus' name.
Hallelujah. God bless you all. We'll see you Sunday. Wait a minute. Today is Sunday. We'll see you Wednesday evening. If not Wednesday evening, we'll see you next Sunday. Praise God. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.